Hello everyone and welcome to the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is David Rowlands, I'm the Senior Editor at B2B Marketing and I'm joined today by Claire Mason who's the Founder and CEO of Man Bites Dog. So Claire, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, we're obviously here to talk about your campaign for Standard Chartered which won gold for Best Corporate Decision Maker Targeted Campaign at the 2021 B2B Marketing Awards. But before we get into that, the burning question I'd like to ask, what is the name Man Bites Dog all about? Well, it's the definition of a news story. Dog bites man happens all the time. Man bites dogs a story. So as a global thought leadership consultancy, that's what we're all about. Finding that against the grain idea that really grabs attention and makes people take action. Okay, fantastic. Well, I think we can end the podcast there because we've got everything we, uh, we need to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, so before we discuss what the campaign actually looked like, could you please just tell us a little bit about your client and what they were actually looking to achieve in the first place? Sure. Standard Chartered is a major international bank which is focused on the emerging world. So this campaign is part of the bank's core strategy to be a leader in sustainable finance through the stands it takes, through its own thought leadership, its environmental, social and governance behaviour and the products and services it offers to its business clients. This campaign is part of a series on financing change. And for this particular uh, piece in the series, we wanted to deliver engaging signature content to support conversations between bankers and corporate customers on supporting their net zero transition strategies. So the primary targets for this campaign were leaders in multinationals and investors with a secondary audience of governments, national banks and broader sustainable finance stakeholders. So it was a real challenge because we needed to create cut through in that really top tier national and business media on this very crowded issue of sustainability while creating the sort of substantial content that would really support decision maker conversations and really help people in their transition strategies. Sure thing. And, you know, decarbonisation is obviously a really hot topic in all sectors today, whether that's, you know, B2B, B2C or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but, you know, typically, I think it's probably fair to say that it's not something you'd, you'd commonly associate with a bank. Um, so with that in mind, how did Man Bites Dog help Standard Chartered to create and disseminate an authentic message, one that would actually help the bank grow as a business whilst also doing some good? It's funny that you should say that you don't associate decarbonisation with a bank, because our, our research actually shows that banks are actually the greatest influencer on corporates taking action to decarbonise. So that makes them more important than customers, shareholders and even governments. So what banks do here really matters. And, and when you think about decarbonisation, for a carbon intensive company, it's actually a huge transformation. So it's something that puts the scale of something like digital transformation in the shade. So huge transformation obviously costs money. And for carbon intensive companies, it's, it's not just about that. It's also about changing their business models by investing in innovation and new technologies, which also costs money. So the research we did showed that 85% of companies need medium or high levels of investment to transition to net zero. So banks are really the key to this. And, and what we were interested in with this Zeronomics campaign was how we could make that sort of financial question work. How do we make the economics of net zero transition work? Um, and our research showed that actually the biggest barrier to corporates transitioning is finance. So banks really are sort of pivotal in this area. So thinking about the authenticity of the message, I think Standard Chartered has a really unique opportunity because they're a UK headquartered bank, but their footprint is in emerging markets across Asia, Africa and the Middle East. They're really uniquely placed to speak to investors in the West 
about the need to invest in emerging markets to help them successfully decarbonize the whole global economy. So with this campaign, our hypothesis was that a simplistic approach to ESG investing would have a very negative unintended consequence of actually depriving corporates in emerging markets of the capital they need to finance transition. So we set out to create a a campaign that would enable Standard Charter to highlight the critical role of finance in accelerating net zero and really champion those that need transition finance the most to drive change. So these carbon intensive industries in the emerging markets, you know, those regions which are most vulnerable to climate change and also need the most capital to fund development. So it was a really interesting opportunity to really help um, investors in the West recognize the need to invest in, in developing markets to really help them transition so that we can make sure we, ne- we leave no nation behind with something like the Paris Agreement. You know, either we all get to net zero or we're going to fail to reach the Paris Agreement. So highlighting this issue was very key to reinforcing Standard Chartered's here for good brand promise. But it's also very authentic. This accelerating zero standard is very core to the business. It's core to its behavior and it's core to the products and services it's offering its clients to help finance that transition. Okay, fantastic. So that's the uh, the context cleared up. So could you please just tell us a little bit about more, what the actual campaign looked like? So, you know, what creative channels did you use? What content you create? Who are you targeting? So on. So I think our starting point here was thought leadership, not just as content, but thought leadership for genuine good in the world, something that would be really useful and really actionable. So taking it off the page and into the world, really. So the first thing we did was um, we worked very closely with Standard Charter to develop a sector transition model. So this is a kind of a commercial roadmap to net zero for all of the key uh, industry sectors. And for each of these transition models, there were key benchmarks and milestones so companies could see how they're performing currently against net zero transition dimensions and how they plan to operate between now and 2030 and beyond. And so once we developed that model, we could then use it to inform our design of a major global opinion research study. And what we wanted to do that was to look, look at the de- demand and supply side of the transition finance equation. So we wanted to talk to business leaders in global multinationals and these big emerging market companies about the capital they needed to transition and then look at the other side of the equation, which was the global investors who we needed to provide that transition finance and engage with companies in their transition. So once we'd completed that research, we were able to see how companies were performing on those transition benchmarks. And what we could see was that everybody was delaying action. Um, That really we faced this kind of the 2020s were going to be a lost decade because all companies are postponing action. Um, We could see that more than half of corporates weren't transitioning fast enough to reach net zero by 2050. And we also could see that both business leaders and investors agreed that lack of finance was the greatest barrier to net zero transition and that the biggest net zero transition capital shortfall was going to occur in emerging markets across Standard Chartered's footprint. So this is a real issue we needed to highlight and do something about. So once we have this really powerful platform and a lot of passionate engagement behind it, we could then add insights from Standard Chartered's many sustainable finance experts and then package the content. So in a range of creative assets from an interactive report to a video to infographics. Um, And then we launched the campaign primarily through media relations and social media, 
but with our third channel being our most important channel, which was that actually the business leaders, the bankers in the bank, actually taking out these transition models and having conversations with business leaders about them. Um, so that was a really key part of the strategy. Okay, fantastic. And one thing that comes up uh, quite a lot in this particular case, case study is the term zeronomics. So where exactly did this term come from and what does man by dog actually mean by it? So zeronomics kind of does what it says on the tin. It's the economics of transition to net zero. So how are we going to finance change and how are we going to make sure that companies' business models can still operate? Because if companies aren't able to make profit, they're very unlikely to change. So how do we really make net zero add up so that we can ensure it happens? Um, so what we wanted to do here was, was really create a distinctive creative platform that would really highlight this transition gap, capital gap in emerging markets and how we can make the business model work better. And it then enabled us to allow Standard Chartered to own that term, Standard Chartered, and really be a thought leader in this sustainability space to accelerate net zero. And I think naming things is really important. It really helps you differentiate. It helps you start a movement. And we've also trademarked Zeronomics. So it's something that we can invest in over the long term. Um, I think at Man Bites Dog, we, we love this idea of a branded concept, something that you name and, and, and own as a long term platform. So we've, we've developed some really interesting ones with Standard Chartered, like wealth expectancy, which is a new measure of prosperity. And at Man Bites Dog for ourselves, we've done a lot of campaigning on the gender say gap, for example. So um, normally we, we love a four dimensional brainstorm is one of our key models to come up with these names. We always like everything we do to have a really strong name. But this this campaign was a sort of um, it was developed at the heart of uh, right in the heart of the um, COVID lockdown. So it was very, very difficult to get together and brainstorm and be creative. So I actually developed this name actually walking along the seafront in Brighton where I live. So, um, yeah, if anybody needs a creative idea or to name something, I'd highly recommend just going out for a walk and getting some fresh air. It's a really good way to develop ideas when you can't all get together in a room and brainstorm. Some sage advice there. Um, and when it comes to targeting key decision makers, and obviously, you know, that's what Man Bites Dog did so well winning the award. Um, what do you think a company or agency's approach should be? So, you know, how can marketers conduct the research and then turn that research into actionable insight? So I think the thing to remember with business leaders is like the rest of us, they're incredibly busy. So grabbing their attention is really key. And once you have that attention, you have to give them something really substantial and genuinely useful. So we use our 4D strategic ideation model to develop campaigns that really engage the audiences and align with your services and the area of authority that you can really own. And when it comes to the research, I think there's a couple of things that are really critical. The most important one is to start with a strong core idea, that radical against the grain concept, the man bites dog story. And I think what we see is that marketing campaigns tend to cluster around the same themes. But what you really need to do is to pick an emerging theme or something pre-topical that you can own. And I think when it comes to these very crowded, hot issues like sustainability, it's more important than ever that you are actually contributing something new and valuable and different. And then when it comes to research, um, research is really useful to substantiate your idea with evidence and to give you that new proprietary data that nobody else owns. Um, but you can't just go out there and conduct a state of the nation survey to find out what people think in the hope you might find something interesting. Because what you're looking for is really forward looking and predictive insights. 
So you need to start with your core idea, but you also need to think about who you interview and whether they can see further than your target audience. I think people tend to think that if they're targeting chief execs, they should interview chief execs. But actually, often peer benchmarking is very useful, but sometimes execs can't see any further than their peers. So we find that targeting, looking at other audiences people care about can be very effective. So we do a lot of work. Um, we have a community called the $50 trillion club of investors. And often investors can see further into the future than, than a CEO within their own particular company. So I think sort of thinking about who you interview for the research, what you ask them and how you focus that research to make sure you're building a strong story. And then thinking about how that research is going to be really useful. So you, it's not just about a headline. It's about sort of having some really deep interactive benchmarking data that companies can actually use and learn from. So we had some really strong data looking at each company and its transition uh, pathway, which when we aggregated it up to sector level, enabled companies to benchmark themselves to see the shape of their transition journey, which dimensions they were performing well or badly against, how quickly they were moving, whether they were a leader or a laggard and that sort of thing. Um, I think also with research, it's quite important to invest in a platform for the long term. So this is part of a series on financing change. And each of these pieces of research informs the next campaign. So, for example, Zeronomics, one of the key findings is that corporates are doing very little. It's, there's a lot of talk and not a lot of action at the moment. But one thing they are starting to do is mandating net zero supply chains. Now, if they do that without supporting their suppliers, that's going to cause huge problems in the supply chain. So our next campaign was called Carbon Dated. And in that campaign, we could then explore... Um, the opportunity for suppliers who can transition quickly, but also call for corporates to partner with their supply chain to get them help them get there faster. So I think sort of in short, have a very strong core idea. Think about who you are interviewing for that research and think about other forms of research like economics and think about slotting it into some kind of long term platform that has that kind of cumulative impact. Okay, sure. And, you know, this was obviously a very, you know, very much a global campaign. Um, so with that in mind, what were some of the key challenges around this? And how did you actually go about resolving them? I think one of the key challenges is that Standard Chartered is a UK headquartered bank and has very important audiences in the West, including investors, where a lot of the capital to invest in emerging markets comes from. But Standard Chartered's primary operating territories are across the emerging world, so um, Asia, Africa and the Middle East. So we need a story that works both inside each emerging market, but that is also interesting in the West. And it's quite hard to talk about emerging markets in the West in a way that will engage the US market or the UK market or the U European market. So we, were, we always have to balance that. And I think this story bridged it perfectly by highlighting relative national progress on transition journeys and this huge transition finance gap in the emerging world, which is going to impact everyone in terms of reaching the Paris goals. So we were able to create content that worked both inside markets, but also enabled us to talk about emerging markets in the West. And then I think in terms of the rollout, Standard Chartered's teams across the world, we're providing them with data that they can easily localise um, and content they can easily localise to then give that seamless global rollout. So they have a really fantastic team right across the world that's able to really take and shape that content for that kind of seamless impact right around the world.
Sure. And OK, so let's let's talk some numbers then. So what was your process? Um, how long did it take and what did you actually achieve in terms of impact? So the process is really end to end, right from the strategy and idea through the research build to creating the content and then the launch. And the period of time is usually about six months. And we do two major rolling campaigns a year for the sustainable finance team, which are all linked together. Um, and in terms of impact, I think the most important thing was that this really enabled the bank to champion the need for transition finance to go into corporates in emerging markets across Standard Chartered's footprint. Um, and I think that gave us a real strong cause that we all really cared about and something that will make a big difference in the world. And then in terms of reputation impact, we, together with Standard Charter, generated 246 pieces of positive media coverage across 21 countries. And this was really high quality media. So we had hits including The Guardian, Bloomberg, Reuters and, and major nationals across footprint markets. One of the highlights for me was that we had two really great pieces in the Financial Times. And one of them actually started saying another day, another sustainability story and then said, what we need is more stories like this that tell us something genuinely new and different and something that we need to act on. And so that was a real highlight. And we had so huge engagement as well. So the report findings have been viewed 2.4 million times. So people are really, really interested in the data. And the video has been watched nearly 400,000 times as well. So we've had really strong engagement across the world. Um, and I think most importantly, it's just highlighting this issue and actually helping corporates benchmark themselves and really create that call to action for people to move faster and for that capital to be made available for transition across the emerging markets. OK, brilliant. And last but not least, um, you know, what does winning a B2B marketing award actually do for Manbytes Dog? And what's next for you as a consultancy? So it's always so exciting to win an award and the B2B awards are obviously so high quality with such great work. So it's it's a huge compliment and it means such a lot to the team at Man Bites Dog and to our client team at Standard Chartered, both in the UK and across the world. You know, they're a real centre of excellence. And I think to have that recognised means a lot to everyone. Um, I think it's a great recognition of the quality and the impact and the quality of the work and ideas. And, and for us as a consultancy, you know, we're a small independent consultancy. So we grow through word of mouth recommendation and awards. So this is really important to, to us from that perspective as well. And this area of corporate sustainability has been a really important growth area for us. We have an awful lot of very highly skilled, deeply expert sustainability people in our team. And I think to have that recognized as well has meant, meant a lot. And I think finally, I think, B2B is often the poor cousin of marketing. And I think B2B marketing plays a huge role in attracting talent into the industry, showing that it's very high impact, strategic, exciting, meaningful work on some of these big challenges like decarbonisation. So I think in particular, we really value the fact that it's a B2B marketing award. Well, Claire, thanks for joining me today. I think that's a perfect place to leave it. Um, just a note to our audience as well um, to say that the full case study is available on our website now if you'd like to take a look. There's a link in the description so you can find out all of the intricate details of this campaign and you know everything else you might want to know. So that's all from the B2B Marketing Podcast for today and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.